Hello and welcome to the Tips and Its podcast with me, Sia, and my lovely pal, Kip. Hello! So, as you guys might be aware, there was a very, very special event in Edinburgh recently. I wonder what that could be. Not a clue. So, obviously we're going to dedicate the, probably the majority of this episode to that, really. Mm-hmm. But before we get into the nitty gritty of what we've been doing, where, when and why... Let's start with what we're drinking, Pip. What are you drinking today? So I am drinking some recorder leg, and it's one I've never tried before. It's the premium passion fruit cider. Mm -hmm. Pear cider blended with passion fruit, made from pure Swedish spring water, serve well chilled. So let's have a look. Is it chilled? It's chilled. It's been in the fridge. In the fridge. Cool. What's the verdict? Pretty tasty. Mm -hmm. You can taste the pear a lot more in this one than you can in the strawberry and lime, which I think I've done before yeah but i think this will make quite a nice spring yeah springtime drink seeing as you know we are technically in spring even though it's been snowing but yeah it's quite nice um yeah do you want to have a smell yeah go on oh that smells really similar mm, it smells to, it reminds me a bit of j2o yeah actually and i can imagine that'd be kind of fatal in some aspects yeah does it do you get the alcoholic taste it doesn't taste any more alcoholic than the others do, which is, I guess, a problem because that means you just drink it and drink it and drink it and yeah. drink it. But yeah, it's quite nice. I'll probably pick this one up again. I'm quite cool. happy with that. It makes a good, good for this time of year and good for when you're wearing layers and layers of knitwear. Absolutely. So what are you drinking today, Sia? So as you guys might be aware with the slight delay in us recording, both Pip and I have had a cold, a post-Edinburgh Yarnfest lurgy, if you will. Yes. So I'm currently drinking the most mature looking thing that I could find in Tesco, which is a lemon and lime fruit flavoured spring water. Um, I don't, can't you tell what? Mac B. Mac B? I don't know. Mac B sugar free, apparently. Yeah. It's decent water. It's it's inoffensive. It doesn't taste overly false and full of e numbers. There's a little B on the front of it. Apparently, it's bottled with delight. Good to know. Who knew? Though, on a side note, I have been doing some actual like work events and stuff. So you know, doing my day job, as it turns out, and I have been donated very kindly some bottles of wine. Ooh. I say bottles, bottle rather. <laughs> so. At some point, we'll probably have to crack that out. Mm. Just not when we're ill. Exactly. Because, yeah, strapsoles and booze do not mix. <laughs> no, no, they don't. Although this cider is exactly what I needed post-trip yeah. to the dentist this morning. <laughs> now that my anesthesia has worn off, I feel like I deserve to have a bit of a, you know, a bit of a tipple because I was a very good girl and I didn't punch the dentist. Always bonus. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So, yep, that's what we're drinking at the moment. As ever, if you guys have any suggestions, please do wing them our way. Obviously, my track record with beer hasn't gone down that well. Maybe someone could convert you with a really good suggestion. Yeah, if someone wants to, like, you know, convert me to something, feel free. I'll try anything at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Much more adventurous than I am. I don't know, you're not bad. You drink wine. Yeah, I drink wine. You drink varieties of wine, whereas I drink whatever's on offer. (laughs) <laughs> i actually know what kind of wines that i like it's... that's also a bonus yeah that is also a bonus i have expensive taste apparently which isn't uh... so good <laughs> blame sam's family they're like wine connoisseurs and they just they only buy the best stuff okay. it's all their fault you hear that sam's family it's your fault 
My dad was very pleased. Yeah? He, I think he was always a little bit disappointed that I wasn't much of a drinker. Right. So when I told him that I've started drink, I started drinking mm. wine, he was very he was very happy. Fair. <laughs> so he could share that with me now. Mm. Nah, see, I'm from a family of teachers, and it's one of those things, like, you know you've kind of hit peak teaching point when you get a bottle of wine for your marking. Yeah. Uh, which I have... I've had post-marking. I've not drunk whilst marking yet, but I figure that's the next sort of like barrier to hit that's the next stage along your teaching <coughs> path absolutely so formalities of the drinks over on and off the needles pip what have you got on your needles at the moment on the needles i have my shawl and my blanket still i've decided they're not really mm-hmm. going at a pace where it's even worth mentioning them at the moment so in the future we will uh-huh. just assume that they are long-term hibernating whips Okay. We'll mention them. Once they're cast off, I'll let you guys know. But not going to be talking about them in the future. That's us told. My active project is the Metra hat from the lovely Zoe from Queen of Pearls. So I bought the kit at Warm and Working. Mm-hmm. So it's got two 50 gram skeins of her Citadel base. A lovely blue and a lovely yellow. Mm-hmm. And a little pouch that's in the pattern, which is lovely. Mm-hmm. And the pattern itself. And it's the phases of the moon... Yeah, and then it comes into this beautiful like star-shaped crown. Oh, it's lovely! And I'm um, very enjoying knitting. Very enjoying knitting that. I'm on my f- just on the second repeat of okay. three repeats before you do the crown. Mm. So it's lovely. It's quite relaxing. It is mm-hmm. gonna block like nothing because with colorwork hats, it tends to kind of bunch up yeah. as you're knitting it. But I've been stretching it as I go, and mm. it's gonna be a really nice slouchy oh, fit. Nice. So I'm very excited about that one. Um, so that's yeah. that's it. That's kind of my only one active Fair. working project. Sia, what have you got on the needles? So, technically, I still have my Chester Basin mittens on the needles. If looks could kill, that look of just... If that look of just, I did nothing, ugh. guys. I did nothing. <laughs> nah. Technically, they're on the needles. However, I don't know where the project back is. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> that i can see being a barrier it's somewhere in my flat Mm -hmm. somewhere okay so technically if you look at it this way although the the mitten is on the needles i don't know where the needles are so it's kind of like schrodinger's mitten or schrodinger's project Mm. at which point i'm gonna say it's not real it's not there therefore i have nothing on my needles (laughs) i am winning at life Oh, and I've just remembered that being cardigan I've got on the needles as well somewhere. Hmm. I have nothing on the needles, guys. You heard it here first. <laughs> I have nothing on my needles. Yeah, you've got hibernation pro- you've got hibernating projects and they don't count. They're hibernating and they could literally be hibernating anywhere. Exactly. <laughs> we also go with the option of I took the needles off them at a past date to use them for another project and now can't remember where I put the needles after using them. Ah, that old that old gem. Yeah. I do that. A lot. Yeah. Oh dear. See, the thing is, like, I am actually quite a tidy person. I do know, for the most part, where all of my project bags and yarn and everything is. However, <laughs> every now and again, I take it upon myself to go through my stash and look at things. And mm. then they get put back here, there, and everywhere. And occasionally, I'll be like, I'll take this with me to finish it. And then I'll put it in a safe place. Or the easiest way to lose something <laughs> is to put it in a safe yeah. space. And then you will never be able to find it ever again until you buy another thing 
of the same and then imagine we find the first one well i'm really hoping that's not true for my passport <laughs> <laughs> i do that no. with four millimeter needles like four mil- I-, I buy four millimeter needles i lose them yeah. i buy more fil- four millimeter needles i find the first pair yeah. lose both pairs oh, buy another pair i must have like six or seven sets of four millimeter needles i know where two of those are now, weirdly, I don't do it with 4mm, but for some reason I did it a lot when I first started knitting with 4.5mm needles. Hmm. And I wouldn't mind, but I don't use them for anything. Hmm. Like, if you go through my project page on Rav, I think there are probably about two or three projects where I've actually needed a 4.5mm. Yeah. But the rest of the time I don't need them, and apparently I'm just like, oh my god, I need a 4.5mm, I don't own these at all. No. I own like 400 flipping pairs of them. Four mil needles, however, can I find them? Can I flip? And they always happen to be the one size that is out of stock everywhere. And funnily enough, I think the only ones that are left standing are my stupid Knit Pro Spectra. Right. You know, the acrylic ones. Oh, from forever ago. Yeah, and I've no idea how the heck those are still standing, given that even like with the tips of my eights. Are... Basically, guys, what we're saying is needles, no. <laughs> Spectra needles. No. <laughs> I like how we're both basically just like, right yeah. now. You can tell we're still kind of suffering a little bit from post EYF exhaustion. Yeah, I feel like I'm channeling, like, you know that episode of Friends where Phoebe's got, like, lost her voice? <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to be a soul singer. <laughs> I feel like I could, like, I don't know, channel my Ursula from Little Mermaid at any moment and just be like, this poor and unfo- Yeah. Poor unfortunate Ethos. <laughs> Yeah, actually. <laughs> Which brings us... I wonder if this is going to go in the outtakes or not. Um, <laughs> this brings us nicely <laughs> onto what we have off the needles. So, Pip, you have actually been quite busy. What have you got off your needles? Yeah, I'm quite surprised looking back, actually, because I don't remember knitting this much since we did the last episode, yeah. but apparently I have. I finished my Heroes of Yarnia scarf. It's awesome. I need to block it, but it's it's awesome, and I love it. And I just everything uh-huh. about it makes me happy. Um, it is super cool, guys. Like, yeah, yeah. Except it's just a little bit too warm to wear it. Unfortunately, but like, come September, October time, you are gonna look stylish. Oh uh, yeah, I took it in to show my colleagues at work because yeah. they all wanted to see it, and they were all they all love it. So. Oh, that's really sweet. Some of them asked me to make them once, oh, and God. I was like, mm, no, that took yeah. nine weeks of my life. No. Um, yeah i've also cast off the mitts that i was working on last time they look awesome they do that's all i'm gonna say about that i have also cast off a burnet hat by carrie westerman from world tribe 2016 Uh, you would not believe how quickly pip turned this about i think you when did you cast it on like just like five days or something it was stupid quick I, it's quiet at work at the moment, so I get a lot of it yeah, done there. St- it was stupid quick. But I cast that on and I used one of my new project bags. Yep. I used my little new notions bag from uh-huh. UIF. All of this I'll talk about later. Yep. I used a skein of Rusty Ferret that I picked up from mm-hmm. UIF. I also used a stash skein uh-huh. of Countess of Blaze's Sovereign Base. Nice. Oh my goodness, it is the most luxurious soft yarn ever is that the one is that alpaca alpaca silk and cashmere oh nice oh my goodness and the hat only used like 25 grams of each ball so i could make like another three if i wanted to 
That's crazy. So I've got like almost a full ball of that left so I could do whatever I want with it. And it's so smushy. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. The cast on of the hat's a little bit tight. So it fits. Uh-huh. But it just needs a bit of blocking. Okay. Well, blocking fixes everything. In yeah, and that's just because I had to use a needle size darn. Okay. Because I don't have any 2.25 mil needles, so I used a two instead. So that's why. Um, I never use the correct needles for my projects, as we've just discovered. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the other sad. one, the other one that uh-huh. I cast off is the. I made a bunch of these over Christmas. Yeah. And I didn't have one that I got, could get pictures of, so uh-huh. I made one. Uh, a zag hat, which I have uh-huh. now released on Ravelry. It's a really simple uh-huh. iron weight beanie with a nice kind of double zigzag and little cross design on it. It's super easy to kind of knit up. Works for both, you know, women and men. I knit the ones that I knit at mm-hmm. Christmas went to Sam's uncles, and they all loved them. Yeah, so perfect for anyone out there that likes a little bit of flair in their yeah. hats, but not like massively ott stuff so you can find that on ravelry as the zag hat um i am on ravelry posting my designs under yarn heed designs Mm -hmm. so if you want to go have a look at that you can go have a look at that yep and you can also see pip's other designs including her lovely color burst cowl yes on that page yeah so so check her out so that's what i've been up to that's what's off my needles now to the end the shameless Uh self-promotion so yeah what have you (laughs) cast off Okay, so I cast off my Find Your Fade shawl, which mm-hmm. I was in the process of finishing last episode, and I've worn it pretty much constantly. It is so big and so cosy. I've not even bothered blocking it. I probably could. I don't think you have space. I don't think, yeah. It's, it is the width of my living room. Yeah. In my flat. I've um, seen evidence of this. She has yeah. sent me photographs. I have. And, yeah... If you guys are looking for a pattern to stash burst or something that you can safely knit whilst you're drinking something alcoholic. Would ever <laughs> do that. It is a very good and forgiving pattern. It is super, super simple. Um, and yeah, I used up about 10 different yarns, I think, in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some Labienne May in there. There's a couple of old May Nanskins. There's some Ginger Twist. Some Malabrigo basically yeah. a good stash buster very good stash buster so it was quite nice actually sort of like doing the whole stash exploration thing because mm-hmm. on the one hand you are kind of like oh i've had this in my stash forever boring but on the other hand once you've used it up you kind of you feel quite virtuous about it yeah quite smug and you just kind of like oh there's space in my stash now it almost reinvigorates your yarn like yarn that you yeah. maybe bought that you're a bit like mm, not enthusiastic about this anymore and then you use it and then you're yeah. like oh actually yeah, and it's quite nice for keeping your interest because obviously you've got the garter sections and you've got the lace sections and then there's bits where you like change colours or you like colour melt, I think the term was. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm definitely going to do more of Andrea Maori's patterns. I've since downloaded her rose gold shawl. It's the asymmetric brioche triangle shawl. Ooh. And it looks super complicated and ridiculous, but I'm going to do it anyway. Nice. So that's the plan. What else did I cast off? I cast off my brolly shawl, which is from the 2014 summer edition of Pom Pom. Nice. Uh, That's by Maria Olsen, I think, though she might have possibly changed her name since. I'm not certain. And I did that in a skein of Rainbow Heirloom, Solo Light, and some Rusty Ferret Wink. I didn't quite have enough to do, like, the full border that they did, but Mm -hmm. I cut it short, and it's just, like, a nice little shawlette, and it was good for stash busting. 
Mm-hmm. And both yarns were quite nice to work with. Then I went deep into my whip pile and I pulled out my espresso macchiato socks, which I started way back last year, around about this time last year. It was from the birthday, yeah. and it was from Zoe, Queen of Pearls' birthday, yeah. which I think was April last year. Yeah, so it was the shop's birthday, and Zoe did some special hand-dyed yarn. Ooh. And, yep, yeah, if you guys are looking for a good sock pan to use for a self-striping sock or a variegated sock yarn, I really recommend looking at CC Almond's patterns. Mm-hmm. This one was fantastic. It's just got a little bit of lace on it, mm-hmm. and it was quite nice sort of doing a little lace bit whenever there was a colour change, so... Yeah, I finished those and then it's our friend Emma's birthday tomorrow at the time of recording so I cast on some of Cece's vanilla cappuccino socks and that was using the remains of my rusty ferret Kevin Kevin dear old Kevin which lots of people have heard me talk about at Edinburgh Yarn Fest because I went on a bit of a bender (laughs) (laughs) Kevin Um, is amazing Kevin is amazing he's one of the best sock colourways ever like it's fantastic. The owner is a beautiful, beautiful colourway. Yes. Um, so saying, though, like, I noticed that the owner's done a new colourway called Vorpal after yes. a Vorpal sword. And in the D&D campaign that I was in, like, in my undergrad, I had a flaming sword, my lovely Pyros, but I was never allowed a Vorpal sword. I had a Vorpal sword. <sighs> I played I played a level 16 assassin. Not fair. And... I got myself a Vorpal sword, like right at the end. This is before yeah. the DM killed me because I missed the I missed a, a session because I wasn't well. So oh, the DM, harsh. the DM killed my character, which was a bit harsh. But one of the characters was really, really OP. Yeah. So none of us could really compete. She would just uh, go in and kill everything, and we'd kind of be sitting there going, "We don't get any experience oh. for this, and she can do five times the amount of damage we can." So I, I managed to get myself a Vorpal sword, and it was awesome. Nice. So. That to me, even just the name of that yarn, I need it just because of the name, because of the memories of it, so. Yeah. But also, damn you, I was like, not going to buy any more yarn since I did my yarn fest, and now I'm kind of like, it's pink and it's called Vorpal and I need it. But yeah. So that concludes what's on our needles. Yes. Now that we've conducted the general business part of the podcast, we should probably now move on to what I think was probably the yarn event of the year yep. if not the century yeah Edinburgh Yarn Fest it was the 10th and the 11th of March this year mm-hmm. in the good old corn exchange as per mm-hmm. and obviously this year we went as part of the podcast lounge yes thank you so much for mm-hmm. letting us be a part of that Louise golly it was awesome mm-hmm. yeah so Louise as ever organised a fantastic podcast lounge in association with Blacker Yarns yes and it was absolutely fantastic. If nothing else, we really enjoyed having lanyards and being able to be like, look at us, we're podcasters, we're real, we're official! <laughs> if at the same time it was slightly odd being like, people are actually looking at it like we're a thing and people listen to us. Yeah, well, I mean, there were a couple of times where someone yeah. came up and was like, I follow you, like, I listen to the podcast or whatever, and I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, guys. So, yeah, thank you to everyone who did come and say hello to us. We were mildly starstruck at points. Yes, and also extremely busy. So extremely busy as well. So apologies to everyone that we didn't get to talk to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I briefly got to meet Luli of the Luli podcast and Helen from Curious Handmade. Yes. Hopefully I didn't come across too starstruck, but if I did, guys, I am so, so sorry. <laughs> I did also very briefly manage to get to 
I wouldn't even call it a chat to <laughs> sockmetician Nathan Taylor. I very quickly got to basically say, oh my goodness, your shawl is amazing. It's so pretty. Look at it. Wow. Yeah, we had a mild fangasm moment there, didn't we? A pair of us were like, oh my God, it's so pretty. Yes, it was stunning. Just beautiful yeah. double knit Oh my God. Shawl. I have um, not seen anything like it. I commented on his podcast. He said yeah. he's working on the pattern. So am I going to need to snap that up when it gets out? Exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, you are now very much a double knit expert. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> no, no, husband Sam is is the oh, okay. Dominant. That sounds he can increase sick. and decrease. Yeah, I can't. I can go straight, but I can't. <laughs> I'm gonna have to learn to increase and decrease though, because I've got a project coming up. Yeah. that's double knit. That's gonna include that, so that's gonna be interesting. But oh, yeah, hands. It will give me everything I need, yeah. so that when I get mm. to the point where the shawl is available, I can just put it on my needle straight away. Well, there you go. We also got to have a little bit more of an in-depth chat um, to Vero from Along the Lanes, who's also that Canadian girl yeah. on Ravelry. And Instagram as well, I think. Yes. Um, yeah, it was so lovely to meet her. Also got to chat to Grace from Babbles Travelling Knits. She's lovely. We're both Irish, so we had a moment of, people think you're American as well? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, that I'll happens be, a yeah. lot. <laughs> like, I'll be honest, I was stood next to them and they were having this brief moment. They were like, does everyone ask you to say potato? Yeah. And they started putting the pair of you, you just started putting on these like stereotypical like Irish accents. You know the kind that you get in like American cop dramas and stuff. Yeah. And you were just wishing away each other being like, potato, potato and all this. Not quite that bad. Not I quite. Think... And I'm stood there next to them being like, they're being really serious about how people mock them, but I just want to giggle. I think I think the phrase lucky charms came up because yeah. that's not a thing in Ireland. Is like, at all. It's an American thing. I was going to say, it's just because there's a leprechaun thing on the front, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's an American thing. We don't even have the cereal. <laughs> like, <laughs> genuinely. We're really sorry if Pip's just burst anyone's massive bubble there. Sorry, America. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we also got to chat to Shamika from the Mika Mika podcast. She's so lovely. She's absolutely lovely. And she was giving us some fantastic travel tips as yes. well. I think um, she was more excited than I was. Possibly, yeah. So I'm going to Canada soon, basically. And um, Shamika was really kind enough to sort of give me a couple of places to check out. Mm-hmm. So I'll absolutely go find some yarn in Toronto. Yes. And go hit up the various sushi bars that she suggested as well. So thank you so much, Shamika. She was also talking about her local yarn stores in like Brooklyn and New oh, York. Oh my God, we are so jealous. My friend is moving to New York, so I now have a list of places to go. No, go buy me yarn from here, here, here. Here's where they are. Go buy me yarn. <laughs> Thank you, Ta. <laughs> oh, such a good friend. Yes. And we, of course, got to chat to Louise and Louise. So Louise Scully and Louise Hunt from... Kate Nesscraft. Kate Nesscraft and, of course, Knit British. Yes. And it was very lovely to get to chat to both oh, of them. Oh, fantastic. We forgot to take selfies. I know. Next um, time we need to get so selfies. Next time we will totally take selfies. And, yeah, overall, I think we both would just like to say a massive thank you to everyone because we felt so welcome yeah it was amazing so yeah that's the first time we've ever been to anything in any sort of like official using air quotation marks here in any official capacity as it were i i was a bit worried that i was gonna feel a bit like a fake or like kind of an intruder but i didn't feel that way at all it was so nice because obviously we're quite small scale compared to some of the other craft podcasts there so it was really nice that we were just completely kind of embraced yeah and it was just yeah it was just so lovely and it's yeah. nice to 
come away with a nice big long list of podcasts to go check out as well yeah and i'm also quite looking forward to kind of hearing the bits and pieces that the folks that got to try making a podcast have recorded yes i saw the knit british louise instagram regram someone on instagram curiosity cabinet i believe Mm -hmm. so we will absolutely be checking that out yes and yeah we really hope that other people we got to chat to enjoyed themselves too yes very much so but obviously we weren't just at the podcast lounge no we did have a wee wander around the marketplace just a wee wander and we got to talk to a lot of other people as well yes we spent a fair bit of time chatting to the lovely leona of fluff and Gemma of little gray girl on their joint stand oh my goodness such an amazing stand yeah the way it had been organized like it was like color coordinated so the yarn Mm -hmm. was on the shelves and then behind the yarn was was like the project bag of the same kind of color so it was like this spectrum of colors across the shelves and it was just absolutely glorious yeah, and it was really nice how everything was intermingled rather than having a very distinct split. Yeah. So it felt really like a collaborative project mm-hmm. and things as well. And it was just so lovely getting to talk to them both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was... And they were always busy. Like, yeah. I think Riona sometimes kind of was like... Because I, I was walking around the marketplace mm-hmm. and I'd heard some of them say, oh, that's Rusty Farrah, her yarns are gorgeous, we need to go yeah. and visit. And I came over and I was like, Riona, I just heard this. And she was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so um it was really good to see them so busy and there's yeah yeah, it was just yeah great it was lovely to finally be able to meet Gemma as well because obviously i follow her on instagram mm-hmm. and we've heard her interview over on the shiny bees podcast as well so it was nice to put a name to a face yeah i bought some stitch markers from her last year yeah and um, so it was good to see her with like a big stall in the marketplace this year we also spoke to james and john at the easy knits yes. stall and every year guys without fail whatever the event is if james and john are there i always get enabled by james into buying some yarn this year you didn't even need him to enable no you, this year i went up to him and i said james you're not enabling me i'll be strong i'll resist and then i saw the perfect scheme like two seconds away behind him yep um so <laughs> yeah so much for that one <laughs> yeah i bought a lot of easy knits this year yeah, you we'll discuss that later yes um but yeah it was lovely to see them it was nice to see james back from shetland visiting mm-hmm. and it was also oh it was james's birthday recently as well so happy oh, birthday james happy birthday we hope it was full of yarn and we hope your ankle has recovered from spraining it in the uk oh uh, yes we hear that the kaylee was um, rather energetic <laughs> yes um <laughs> so yeah we also ran into lovely zoe of queen of pearls yes and got to see her stall her stall was gorgeous oh this it was year. fab so we put some photos up on mm-hmm. the blog and hers is one of them that you guys will see it was nice to see her hand dyed stuff taking proper center stage oh, this year it was fab um, the colors guys i mean wow i ran off with some i know mm. that you know she's one of my, one of my local yarn stores but needs must guys yeah i mean it's <laughs> yarn festival yeah we also went around and saw the ginger twist stand so we mm-hmm. got to speak to jess and the lovely kirsten mm-hmm. also known as km bedigan designs who was wearing one of her lovely shawls. Yes, she has a collection coming out very soon, so keep an eye out for that. Very exciting. I will be buying it. <laughs> yes, you will. So it was really lovely to see them. Mm-hmm. And again, obviously, I had a couple of accidents there. It was busy, 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 busy. Yeah, it was really busy as well. And um, there was a new neighbourhood sheep society Yeah. shawl pattern out, so people were collecting those. Mm-hmm. We didn't partake this time. However, Heather did. Our lovely, lovely Heather. Mm-hmm. And 
the design that Claire's come up with and the yarn, oh my god, it's beautiful. Oh wow, the yarn is like the most buttery soft yarn I've ever felt in my yeah. entire life and I'm kind of jealous that I don't yeah. have one. And I think they're doing a new tea collection? Am I yes, that? so you can now sign up to a tea collection. I think it's I think it's, it's 12, a club, isn't it? Yeah, it's a club. It's 12 patterns, 12 skeins of yarn over for four different packages. And yeah, there's going to be a launch of new base every time. And I really want it. <laughs> the tea collection is my fave. It is. It is a fantastic collection. The original hats and cowls are just fantastic. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, but um, regardless yeah. of whether or not I am able to join the club or not, uh-huh. I will be getting the patterns anyway, because I think the patterns yeah. co- will come out once the club is over. Yeah. So I will be getting that anyway. Um, so I'm very excited about that. Mm-hmm. And then another person which we were absolutely over the moon to see was the lovely Jules, the yes. flower, mm-hmm. who had what I think was one of the prime stalls. Oh my goodness, yes. I mean, we literally, we kept walking past the whole weekend and being like is she free no there's someone there yeah oh she's busy no she's still busy but we did manage to catch five minutes yeah um, and i picked up a lovely bag as did i both got a pouch yes and And, um oh it was so lovely to see everything out on that stall and yeah she got natural light which was really good she uses tweed so the natural light shows that off to its best capabilities i guess would be though i don't know how i would have coped being next to brooklyn tweed Mm. Yeah. I think every five minutes I'd been kind of like, I'm just going to go over and have a look at this yarn and it might end up coming back with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think I'd be able to resist the temptation not to sort mm. of like enhance stash that way, but. Yeah. Yeah. But, but no, it was a fantastic stamp. And yeah, it was. It was lovely to see her and have a good chat. Absolutely. Um, I also did a little bit of wandering around where I brought my hapisk on the Saturday. Yes, you did. Um, so I showed that off to Helena Magnuson, who mm-hmm. got a picture of me in it. And I showed it Aww. to the lovely ladies at the Jameson stand. Yeah. Um, and Kate Davies wasn't in on the Saturday, but I showed it to some of the people that were working on her stall as well. Because, you know, I'm like, I love attention. Wandering <laughs> <laughs> um, so, around, look at me. Look at my shawl. This took me months to bask in its glory. Yeah, you guys can't <laughs> see, but we're actually making grand arm gestures right now. Yes. Um, <laughs> to the point that I am kind of wondering why we didn't go with the visual podcast in the first place. Mm. Other than the fact that then you guys would actually see what we look like. And, and I, I'd have to put makeup on. Well, not necessarily, but well, I'm vain, so I know I would. <laughs> I might have to like actually make an effort <laughs> with my appearance and oh. you know when you've got a droopy lip because you're all numbed up from the dentist that's not a good look you haven't got a droopy lip I did earlier I hate it. <laughs> don't you just hate it when you go to the dentist though and you do end up sort of like drooling down yeah, of your mouth yeah. and you're like yeah. so that was kind of like a really quick overview of some of the conversations yeah. obviously that's not all of what we got yep. up to uh, there was just so many people to talk to yep. things to smush and Pip did a class I did do a class. In fact, I would say that's probably one of my yeah. highlights. Uh-huh. So tell us a bit about the class, Pip. Who was it with? What so was it about? My class was with Carrie Westerman, um, and it was a get published class. Mm-hmm. So it was about how to like, to respond to submission calls uh-huh. and things like that um, for magazines. It was really, really interesting. There was a lot of stuff I hadn't really thought about yeah. or I wouldn't have even known to think about, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And I came away feeling really, really inspired and really invigorated. And I'm really glad I did mm-hmm. the class. 
Um, yeah. I feel like it's really helped me to understand a little bit more about what my design process yeah. is um, and things like that. So like lo- some of it was quite technical and things. I say te- there was like numbers and things, mm-hmm. but it was all in a really good way and it was really accessible good. and... I mean, Carrie was awesome. She knew all these little bits about everyone. She yeah. like looked us all up, and she could be like, "Oh yeah, you you submitted this, and you submitted that, and you know, here's how you could maybe market that this way, and oh, this person, like this one that you showed me, would really work in that magazine. Yeah. Like you should totally submit it." So it was it was a really really good class. Like I like Carrie anyway. She yeah. she Carrie's fantastic, and she's just lovely. And I pretty much love every single one of her designs ever. Mm-hmm. Fair. So <laughs> so I was really like chuffed with the whole experience of taking a class yeah. definitely gonna aim to take a class next year mm-hmm. as well see if see see what comes up yeah good so yeah it was really really good other highlights would be podcast lounge in general mm-hmm. we've obviously discussed that a bit already yeah um it was just just meeting people and everything was just lovely and my other highlight was on the saturday my lovely husband sam yeah came with us in fact he drove us because mm-hmm. he's wonderful which yeah. mean I got, which means of course that I had to buy him a skein of yarn, yeah, in payment, and just seeing his wee face Aww. light up, he walked into the marketplace and he was like, "Wow!" <laughs> and he was getting really annoyed because I'm quite mm. methodical. I'm like, we walk around it in this way, and you look at all yeah. the stalls, and he was like, "No, no, no!" So he just ran off <laughs> and was like, "I need to do it this way. Like, I'm gonna like go here, and then I'm gonna go there, and then I'm gonna do this." And the first thing he did was run up to Martin's lab. Yeah. Because on the Friday, it had basically been impossible oh, to get yeah, to that, that stall. stall. was absolutely jam-packed. So he's like, I need to go to Martin's lab right now. <laughs> um, so he basically just disappeared. And then we kept catching glimpses of him yeah. throughout the day. Like, And he had more yarn. And then he had more yarn. And then he had more yarn. And he was just, he, he was just, he was just gleeful. And he does this thing with his hands where he like kind of puts his hands together and like... Um, Taps his fingers. Taps his fingers together yeah. when he's really excited, and he basically did that constantly the whole day. So, like, that was probably one of my big highlights. Was just he, yeah. he just he just absolutely lit up. That it was quite funny actually because I went around briefly with Heather, and we'd kind of gone to Pip. Well, you know, this is Sam's first festival, and he's your husband, so you know you might as well enjoy it with them. And in about ten minutes, Pip would come back over to us, and she was like, "He's doing it wrong." <laughs> <laughs> She's going about it all wrong and I'm stressed. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> method. Yeah, he's so not, he's not a method person. Well, no, the thing is, he is massively a method person in every other part of his life. Yeah. And. Oh, uh, he just did the. Yeah, he was just kid like. In the candy store. To yeah, use that. Exactly. Cliche. He was like, he was like a kid that's just been let into Willy Wonka's factory. He's yeah. just like. I need to look at everything in every direction at all times. Yeah. But it was good. Oh, he had fun. He did have fun. Yeah. He he bought yarn that I was not expecting him to buy. Yeah. But, yeah, he had a really good time. Yeah. And he enjoyed kind of getting to meet some people and things. Yeah. And show off his current whip, which is a double knit, beautiful yeah. shawl. He had quite a lot of fun with mm. people being like, what are you knitting? Ooh, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Now, so. I don't know about anyone else, but I do feel that I notice a, l- a higher percentage of male knitters this year that I haven't necessarily mm. noticed in the past. Definitely. So There were a lot more of them this year. Not sure. If, I'm not sure what's going on, really. It's quite nice. Have these guys always been knitting we've not noticed? or? I think, I think it's really but, good to, that like 
there's more men being visible in knitting because like sometimes guys do get made fun of and stuff for knitting and uh, it's stupid yeah so it was nice to see so yeah it was one. really cool um, so what were your highlights yeah obviously one of them for me was being in the podcast lounge mm-hmm. partly because obviously we got to meet so many fantastic people and you know people saying nice things to us but also i had a lanyard <laughs> and as i said in the previous podcast i've been a freshers helper i've been a tutor i still am technically a tutor if you give me anything that has a lanyard that can make me look remotely official, I have a cracking time. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I think it's just, I think a part of it's from being at uni and seeing people with like the staff lanyards and then eventually getting one myself. And now I'm kind of like, yes, I have made it. Like stomp, stomp. I've arrived. <laughs> or whatever, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so that was quite cool. Generally though, I think one of my big highlights was obviously I didn't make it to the first ever Edinburgh Yarn Fest, mm-hmm. but I've been to two, three and now the fourth one. And it's just amazing seeing how much everything's progressed Mm -hmm. and seeing how people have moved on to larger stalls, perhaps, or seeing what new faces are there and getting to see people who, you know, perhaps were at the beginning of their knitting journey and are now coming back more confident and having done more different techniques and things. Mm -hmm. So it was really cool from that aspect, I think, just to see the progression and be able to say this is so big and fantastic and amazing and look at all these people that have come from around the world and you know getting to share a hobby in that really that was quite cool i mean even from last year i could see the difference it's like just it's flourishing yeah and it was just an absolutely fantastic atmosphere throughout the weekend yeah um joe and mika have done the most incredible yeah thank you so much joe and mika like it was the best weekend and i think it was the best edinburgh yarn fest yet Mm-hmm. you know everything just seemed to go off seamlessly and yeah you know the layout was fantastic and the podcast lounge was brilliant yeah and you know there was such a wide variety of you know new people there and familiar faces and mm-hmm. yeah it was just it was just like having a nice weekend with best pals really yeah so yeah and from my end of things like getting on a personal level i'd spent the entire week doing a really big event at work so for me it was really nice to be able to have this to look forward to at the end of that week and then go and just be kind of like yes yarn friends Ooh. brethren <laughs> that kind tribe. of tribe yeah we'll tribe so yeah i really liked that that's cool so obviously other things that we haven't spoken about yet are our hauls mm-hmm. um yeah pip so what was it you said you were going to do before we left for Edinburgh Yarn Fest, what did you say you were going to buy or not buy? I was going to be really good, and I was going to buy semi-solids and solids. Uh-huh. I was going to buy some grace. Uh-huh. And I wasn't going to buy loads of random variegated stuff. And um, that last bit, you weren't going to buy lots of random variegated stuff. How did that work out for you? I didn't buy any random variegated stuff. You didn't? No. Not even at Martin's Lab? I bought some mini skeins. Uh-huh, and um, have you used the mini skeins from last year yet? No. Uh-huh, and do you actually have a project for them, or were you lying to me when I asked you last time? I do have a project for those ones, yes. Uh-huh, do you have a project for these ones? No, but the thing with Martin's Lab is I've kind of coveted a skein yeah. of Martin's Lab for a while, mm. and all of uh, a lot of his stuff is variegated, so what I did was I already told myself... I'm going to get one of his little mm-hmm. mini skein sets yeah. and, you know, yeah. that's that. So I got myself 
um, one of the mini bundles. So like the bright one. So like there's yeah. a light and a dark green, a pink, a blue, a red, a purple. Mm-hmm. Um, I also bought myself a project bag as well. Um, you did. And that pretty much. There was only one other thing that I bought off plan. Yeah. What was um, off? Well, off plan. Well, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna uh-huh. go through like. I'm going to go through, like, the list of what I bought. Okay. And then I'll point out what's off plan when I get there. Okay, go on then. So, starting off, I bought a lot of Easy Knits. Yep. So I got a tote bag from them. So you actually did actually make good on your promise to buy project bags and tote bags this year. Yeah. I can confirm that Pip has possibly the most extensive collection of project bags and tote bags I've ever seen now. And they're all full. And they're all full. Good. (laughs) Sure. I didn't... So I got myself a tote bag wow. from Easy Knits. I bought some Deeply Wicked. So I got a skein of blue, yellow, and green. So mm-hmm. that's three skeins. So yep. one blue, one yellow, one green to make a snow melt shawl by Curious Handmade. I bought two skeins of orange and two skeins of purple to do a Heroes of Yarnia side quest by Tanya Erector. So that's going to be a hat and some gloves. And that's to tone in with the scarf that you've already done. Yes. Yep. I also got a skein of grey, which I'm going to combine with a variegated skein to do the Shepherdess Shawl by Catherine Holmes. Okay. I then got three skeins of Deeply Wicked... No, sorry, four skeins of Deeply Wicked DK. Uh-huh. One orange, one green, and two blue to make Astrid and Lundgren by Carrie Westerman, which is like a colour work hat and some mittens. Fair. Of course I'm going to buy the yarn to do that in spring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you'll be prepared for winter. Yeah. Winterproofing. I got some Rusty Ferret. Yay! I got a project bag, a Rusty Ferret project bag. I also got um, a large and a small pyramid bags from Little Grey Girl, who are sharing the stall, as we mentioned. One of them now holds all my stitch markers and okay. the tapestry needle and my um, row counter, which is great because I can pick it out yeah. of one project bag and put it in the next project nice. bag and I don't have to like fish all of the stuff out yeah. the bottom of my bag. And then... You said a large project bag, which I'm going to use for a pair of mittens. Nice. I got two skeins from Rusty Ferret, both on the doll base. I got one pewter, which is like a light grey, which I've already used mm-hmm. in the burnet. Yep. And I've got one static, which is like a dark grey, which is going into my stash. Because, as I said, I needed more greys. Yep. Because I've got a lot of variegated skeins, and greys work really well with variegated yep. skeins. I also stopped at Dye Ninja. I got two skeins of her high twist merino fingering in kind of this lovely light grey, which I'm going to pair with a variegated skein to make Danzig by mm-hmm. Leeds Knits. The other off plan came from her, which was yeah. three little tiny like mini skeins. They're like a blue gradient, and I'm going to use them to make the Almondell fingerless gloves by Helen Dillon. Oh, the Ninja Pops, they were actually really cute. Yeah, so they're I can understand super adorable. Those. Super adorable. I saw quite a few people actually wound up with them on the Instagram photos when yeah. I was stalking people afterwards. Well, it's three for ten pounds, not bad at yeah, all. And they're really eighty meters reasonable. each. Yeah, lovely colours. I also stopped at Garthamore, mm-hmm. where I got some breed yarn. I got a ball of Dorset, a ball of Huyen. I don't know how to pronounce that. I apologise. A ball of Portland and a ball of white-faced woodland, which I'm going to use to do breed swatches. Yeah. And with that, I also got a skein of. Shetland four ply. Now, what had happened? Uh, that was kind of my fault, actually. See, so it had been like, see, <laughs> so it had been like, this is a pip, pip, pip. Louise Scully is wandering around with a cloud. And I was like, what? And she's like, a cloud. Like, she got it from Garthenor, and it is basically just yarn, but it's a cloud. It's the softest thing ever. So we went to yeah. the stand, and Sia was like, this is it, this is it. And it's this ball of four ply Shetland. And I swear, I have never felt anything so soft in my entire life i love shetland as a fiber anyway it's probably one shetland and north ronald's are my favorite fibers 
so as soon as I felt it, I was like, yeah, that's coming with me. It's like a really nice kind of dark, dark kind of, oh, it's like chocolatey colour. Yeah. So while it's off plan, it's not that actually off yeah. plan because it's a solid. And it feels like a cloud. And it feels like a cloud. So I'm going to make yeah. myself like probably a hat or a pair of fingerless mitts yeah. or a cowl or something out of that because it's just so, so soft. soft. I need it against my skin all I mean, the time. In hindsight, I'm not even sure if that is the yarn that Louise bought. But you find it for me, so it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's it's soft enough. Either way, there are at least two people that I met at Edinburgh Yarn Fest, Pip and Louise, who have some yarn that, according to me, feels like a cloud. Yes. <laughs> That's all you need to know, guys. <laughs> Laxtons were also there. Laxtons are someone I've been looking at online. They normally sell in wholesale quantities, so I've never really been able to justify buying 10 skeins of fingering weight yarn. And they're local to me. Yes, they are. Well, um, not up here, they're not, but... This is us getting yeah. the word out because they don't tend to do social media and stuff, yeah. um, but they're amazing. And they had their skeins there. It's all undyed, so a lot of the they sell a lot to. They supply a lot of the hand dyers, yeah. I guess. So it gave me a chance to get a good smush. They have some really great oh, stuff. Yeah. I bought some skeins. I bought one skein of Falkland Sparkle DK, which is so soft and so lovely. Yeah, and it's got a lovely sparkle through it. I've got one of Falkland Aran. Yep. Which is lovely and schmooshy. Mm-hmm. And I've got two skeins of fine merino four ply, which will make me a lovely big shawl. Yeah. I reckon what I could do with them is they'll probably just go into my stash or I will dye them because my yeah. f- lovely, lovely friend Caitlin got me some dyeing stuff for Christmas. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. And to be fair, although they did have obviously the natural coloured skeins, they did have examples of how you could dye them hanging up. Yeah. And you could see how they took the dye and it was fab, so... Yeah, I mean, their stuff is amazing. Yeah. Next time I need a sweater quantity of Aran or something, I'll mm. probably go onto their website and grab it. Yeah. Because but it's yeah. just glorious. They were so friendly and so helpful, guys. Mm-hmm. So if you do get the chance, look them up. Yeah, if you enjoy dyeing or you just like getting, you know, your yarn in packs of 10 skeins, definitely give them a shout. Laxton's, they're fantastic. Yes. So that's kind of all my yarn. So that's you. I then, as I said, got a lot of project bags. Yep, you so did. I mentioned that I've got a wee bag from Wool and Flower in Tweed, and it's gorgeous yep. and amazing, and I'm going to use that to knit socks in. Oh, lovely. Um, you're, not I, even, you're not really a sock knitter. No, but I'm going to try. Ooh, I'm going to try. What are you going to do? Tell me. I have some old stash rusty ferret. Yeah. And I'm just going to do like a vanilla sock with that. Should you do to vanilla, start. vanilla cappuccino sock by C.C. Alman. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I can recommend it as as a beginner sock or an, as a nice sort of vanilla sock. What type of heel does it use? I can't remember. I have a feeling that that might be one where I kind of ignored the heel instructions and just did a short row garter stitch heel because I quite like those. Okay. But I've got a quite high instep, so something like an yeah. afterthought heel doesn't necessarily work for me because it doesn't give me the the slack that I need mm. around my instep. So I'm mainly going on what heel the That's pattern fair. has, but. Yeah, I'm going to use a wool and flower pouch for that. Nice. I got myself another yarn ball from Wendy's Yarn Balls. I got one last year, a little green, well, a medium green one. This time Uh I got a big blue one, and it's amazing, and I love it. Weirdly, I don't actually remember you buying it. I know you bought it at the end, but I don't actually remember. I bought it just before we went to lunch, and I put it in the car on the Saturday. Yeah, so I think I've actually missed the fact that it's the big one. Yeah, it's a big one. And (laughs) at the moment, it's got all the like little ends Ah. from doing some of the ball winding yeah. I was cutting off the little oh, yeah. uh, figure of eights putting them in there because I'm going to use them to do my EYF tote bag ah plan I got a tote bag from Jameson's of Shetland good I love their stuff I've mentioned it in the past I didn't actually buy anything this time however Sam did 
Sam did, yes. And their tote bags are adorable. I got a project bag from Pom Pom. I got the project bag and a tote bag from Edinburgh Art Festival itself. Yeah, the tote bags this year are so cool, guys. If you haven't seen them... Pip, do you want to describe it? Yes, yeah, so it's like a ball of yarn in... But it's got all these different stitch patterns on yeah. it. And then you embroider them over the stitch patterns. Yeah, so... They went like hotcakes. Oh, they sold out so fast. They sold out within about 45 minutes the first yeah. day. The second day, they didn't put them on sale until the 10 a.m.s were starting to yeah. come in. And even then, they were only there for about half an hour. So you phoned me because some of our friends wanted them. So you yeah. phoned me and was like... They've just put the tote bags out. Come and get them before they go. <laughs> and I really knew because someone else came up to me. They're like, "I've just bought a tote bag. Go get them now." <laughs> it was like an almost army operation. But yes. No, nah, they were they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I got project bag from Baram U. I got a project oh, yes. bag from Knitting Goddess, uh-huh. which I love because it says I knit so I don't kill people, which I think is actually closer to, to the truth than you would believe. <laughs> I got a t-shirt and a project bag from Knitting for All. The project yeah. bag is huge. Huge mungus. So something big is going to go in that one. Like, that would easily take two hibiscus, I reckon. Okay. And I then lastly got some stuff from the Knitting Gift Shop. So I got a pair of earrings, which are ball of yarn with needles in, and yep. a shawl pin, which is like lovely kind of vines-like nice. shawl pin. So it was a big haul. Yeah, I but- stayed within budget. You stayed within budget, and to be fair, you have been saving pretty much since the end of last Edinburgh Yarn Fest last year. Yeah, and like with two off-plan purchases, and that's it. Yeah. And one of those off-plan purchases came with a pattern. So that's not bad. So, really, I don't think I did too bad. Yeah. Nothing variegated in there at all. Hmm. It's all solids and semi-solids. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, I mean, I saw some variegated stuff, and I was like, that's pretty, but I wasn't even really tempted. Yeah. Because I... When I look at it at the moment, yeah. I'm kind of like, what am I going to make with that? Personal growth, guys. Personal growth. <laughs> now I just need to use up all of the variegated stuff I have in my stash. Because when I got home, I yeah. sorted everything and I yeah, organised my stash. So my stash is much yeah. more organised. Everything, everything, like all my project bags are full yeah. with, they've got yarn and pattern in them. So I can just kind of work from my queue mm-hmm. for the next few while, which is really good. So, see ya. What did you get? Me. Okay. So, cards on the table, guys. You know how at the start of the year I was all, I need to add more DK and Aaron to my stash. What did you do, Sia? Um, I managed to buy one skein of DK and the rest is full ply and lace. <laughs> so, really what you're saying is, you told me I was never going to stick to my plan. Yep. What's actually happened is I stuck to my plan and you haven't stuck to yours. Well, you say that. I also went in without any real plan anyway. Because, mm-hmm. like... If you look at the pictures that we post on the blog and on our Instagram feeds, Pip has this beautiful notebook yep. and it has all of her knitting plans listed and it had projects with yarn and yardage and everything. And pictures. I went in and I was kind of like, well, this is just a free-for-all. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, <laughs> yeah it, you know how she said if looks could kill? This yeah. is one of those moments, guys. <laughs> I'm glad. So, <laughs> my haul... I had anticipated probably buying more variegated skeins. I had anticipated buying more DK and Aaron. As it turned out, I mostly went on an old maid kick. Yeah, you spent a lot of time in there. I spent a lot. Of, I went back multiple times over the weekend. I'm quite lucky there was a chair next to it. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. 
Um, so obviously, as I said last episode, I pre-ordered the Coming Home book, which is Lilith's tenth anniversary book, and it's got patterns in from Rachel Coopy, Isolde, and it's modelled by Jules Woolenflower, mm-hmm. and it there's even a recipe in it from Clara Parks. It's so cool. And as soon as I start knitting something from it, we might even do a review of it later Ooh, in the year. Maybe. So I bought the two plush Shetland lace, which is for the Inch Garvey shawl by Isolde. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I got two skeins of the merino sparkle yarn. Mm-hmm. One in the white hair colorway, which is a nice sort of like pale pinky lilac color. And then one in the what's your damage colorway, which is like teal and blue and black. And I picked it up and I was kind of like, oh yes, this is the colorway that I wanted. It's one that I actually mentally had on a list that I wanted. And then someone else clocked it and they were like, oh, where's that from? And I was kind of like... I think this is the last skein, but over there. So to the lovely lady who I possibly stole yarn from, I'm so sorry, <laughs> but at least it's one of Lilith's regular colourways, so you can order it online. <laughs> Yay! But no, we did. To be fair, um, we did actually see each other a few times, and she was like, "You stole my yarn." And I was like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> um, so you know, it was nice. There was some camaraderie around that. I also got two, no, three skeins of the merino superwash base which i think to be honest is my bread and butter yarn Mm -hmm. you cannot beat lilith's superwash four ply sock yarn Mm -hmm. it is so versatile you can use it for anything the colors they're fantastic you know they're great so i got a nice teal in the jaded colorway i think and then i got the as you wish pink Mm -hmm. and i then had a bit of an accident with some cold sheep we all know my feelings on cold sheep as it turns out, it looks absolutely fantastic on the Merino Sparkle Sock base. And I accidentally enabled Heather into buying some. <laughs> Hands up, who is surprised? My hand is not up. Oh, <laughs> it is a beautiful, versatile colour whale, have you know? Mm. So, yeah, I initially bought one in the plain sock and then one in the sparkle, but Heather and I swapped because Heather was then kind of like, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. So I think at some point we're going to compare and either I will end up with two sparkle and she'll have one merino sock or i'll have one sparkle and one sock and she'll have sparkle yeah if that all makes sense to you guys <laughs> um then i also acquired a skein of ginger twist sheepish sock mm-hmm. in the my little pony colorway of course no one's surprised i'm not even a child of the 80s but if it's remotely related or you know kind of like tagged into my childhood because i did have a my little pony that was that color <laughs> it's only fair and i think that's going to be some socks because i've knit socks with that base before and they're so good what else did i buy i then got a skein of the baramu dovestone dk Lovely. in the rhubarb colorway partly because it's pink but no lie guys where i'm from wakefield is known as the rhubarb triangle <laughs> it seemed apt that i got it because mm-hmm. rhubarb wakefield me child wakefield yes whatevs you wouldn't know that I'm drinking water, would you? <laughs> <laughs> I also picked up a pouch from Wool and Flower. Mm-hmm. And I haven't decided if I'm actually going to donate it as a gift to someone for their birthday because I know someone who would absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. However, I'm on the fence because I also really like it for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so selfless, guys. And what else did I get? I got a pyramid bag from Little Grey Girl. Yes. And it's sort of a navy blue colour with little pink yarn balls on it lovely so that will hold something special in it at some point Mm -hmm. and i got a skein of zoe queen of pearls merino four ply yes 
You got it while it was hot? I got it while it was hot. It was the last skein there, and I'd clocked it while we were going around a few times, and I was like, if that's still there, I might go back and get it. And then we went past, and it was a final skein. I was like, it's mine. It almost like fate. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I'm actually going to pair it with the um, what's your damage colorway. <laughs> <laughs> Rather fittingly. And I'm going to turn it into an Everyman shawl Lovely. by uh, Kirsten Bedigan. Kay and Bedigan. Lovely. So... Once we finish recording, hopefully Pip will be very nice and let me wind my skeins. Yes, I am the resident yarn winder because yeah. I have an I have a swift and a ball yeah. winder. So, mm-hmm. and then the other thing I got was the infamous skein of Easy Knits, mm-hmm. which was a deeply wicked. Mm-hmm. And as I said, I went up to Jerry's and I was like, "You're not enabling me," complete with you know sassy hair toss and hand gestures. And then I look over his shoulder and I see this twisted skein which is black with bright pink and purple through it. AKA see a bait. Yeah, basically. And I picked it up and I looked at it and I was like, oh, well, it's nice, but what would I use it for? And then I saw the name. And the colorway is called Wannabe Hooker. Yep. And anyone who knows me knows that I have a sick and twisted sense of humour and I was kind of like, oh my God, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I didn't even need enabling. I enabled myself. (laughs) (laughs) You pretty much, she literally was just like, blah, 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 you're not enabling. Ooh. Yeah, and I think James was just kind of like, oh, for God's sake. (laughs) James was kind of like, you didn't even need me. Yeah. Maybe he felt like he was being usurped. Usurped by John's colourways. (laughs) Yeah. But, so, yeah, that's what I left with. Mm Mm-hmm. And, as I said, I have a vague idea for some projects, but not for everything. Yeah. But as far as I'm concerned, though, I have a very nice, healthy old maiden ant stash. Mm-hmm. And you've heard it here first, guys. I'm going to try and avoid buying any more yarn this year. Right. The only exception is going to be souvenirs from Canada. Mm-hmm. And if anyone buys me any gifts. Okay. Otherwise, I don't need any yarn. I think I have a healthy stash. I have plenty of things that I can pair up or use separately. And I want to try and see how much I can use. And you've been doing really well on your stash exploration. I have been really good. And I think when you factor in the yarns that I've used up for the projects recently with the yarns that I've acquired, I think I've only bought two or three over what you had before. Yeah. So it's not too drastic. I feel like the sometimes your stash can almost be like, oh no, like it's my stash. I yeah. don't want to look through it. But then once you start to use your stash, you become a lot more kind of like, ooh, my stash actually is really yeah. good. Like, and you start to get more excited about using it again. Yeah. I've certainly found sort of trying to, I say be good, like, you know what I mean? Trying to basically be sensible and more responsible and... Act like a grown-up. Uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> basically just try and actually appreciate what I have, I think, is probably the best way of putting mm-hmm. it. It has been quite nice, and I have sort of, like, picked things up and gone, oh, yeah, I got this there at that point, and... Yeah, yarn holds memories. Yeah, and it's also nice being reminded of what I have because then I can go, okay, so I can actually make XX and X as gifts. Mm-hmm. So it's quite satisfying from that point of view. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my plan. I'm hoping to knit a few things from the Old Maid Nant book mm-hmm. and I'm hopefully, touch wood, not going to go nuts and buy any more yarn this year. Okay. Souvenirs in Canada do not count. And even then, I'm only thinking, like, one or two skeins. Yeah. Well, you've got so, to. Souvenir yeah. yarn is a thing. Yeah. But, yeah, if you guys have any recommendations of what Canadian yarn shops I should look out for in Toronto and Montreal, please let me know. And if there are any specific hand dyers or local yarns that you think I should get hold of, please tell us. 
Yes. Recommendations are always appreciated. And I can be very envious of Sia while she goes off and has her yes. amazing adventure. <laughs> well, you say amazing adventure, I'm going for a conference. <laughs> yeah, but it's Canada. That is true. You're going to wild and exotic places. Well, yeah, if I balls up the conference paper, then... <laughs> And I hey, can at least um, console myself with Jan. Yeah, and like your boyfriend was going to go with you as well because it's his homeland, so you get the added bonus of that too. What, you mean space in his suitcase? <laughs> mm, yeah, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> but I think that's yeah. a bit of a bumper episode, so I'm yeah. leave it there for the moment. Yep. All that leaves to say is thank you so much to Joe and Mika and their team of volunteers for organising what was yet another fantastic Edinburgh Art Festival. Mm-hmm. And a big thank you to Louise, Nate British Louise, obviously, for organising the podcast lounge and everyone who made us feel so welcome and everyone that we've got to meet. It was fantastic. Absolutely. Roll on 2018. Roll on 2018. Thanks for listening. <laughs>